Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back. Um, today's episode, I want to talk about starting a YouTube channel. Um, so I come across uh, quite a few people that have um, either met me personally or, um, you know, watch my videos. And obviously there's tons of YouTube channels out there that create, you know, some pretty awesome content, right? And, you know, they the comment comes across, um, you know, um, I've been thinking about starting a YouTube channel. You know, they're, they're, that statement they're making to me. And I always tell people, go for it, right? Um, because why not? In the end, uh, you know, mostly whatever you're doing, whatever topic you're going to cover, um, you know, you can document it, right? Not only just for yourself, right? I mean, think about YouTube as just documenting it for yourself. And if anyone follows along and watches it, um, that's just awesome, right? It just kind of helps go along with the process. Um, now, you know, starting a YouTube channel is, um, you really got to think about it because, uh, you got to come up with a decent name, right? Obviously, you don't want a name that's similar or the same as anybody else's YouTube channel. Uh, and then your content, right? That's that's where a lot of YouTube channels die off is that content. Um, either that or they get burnt out, right? And so for me, um, I have tons of content. I could easily make content all day long um, just because I have a lot of stuff going on in my life, right? And so, I, you know, and luckily, a lot of it's kind of interesting, so I can share that. Um, but for me, it's the not the content issue. It is the motivation to keep going sometimes, right? And so it gets hard. So this year, I'm gonna try a little bit harder to uh, you know put more content out there. But I'm also being more selective, and I'll, and I'll, I'll explain why. So it's easy just to make a video about anything, but um, don't make a video about anything, right? Because a lot of people don't want to watch just anything that, you know, um, try to be more specific or more interesting in the videos that you're going to make, you know, um, because you got to remember the competition out there is hard. You know, whatever niche you decide to go into, like, you know, um, business or whatever, or even like off grid or homesteading, um, those um, niches are saturated, right? Like there's a ton of people in there and that's good because it gives the the person that's watching just, you know, YouTube videos and stuff, a lot of content to consume, which is great. But for the content creator, uh, it's, it's hard, right? Because you're essentially you're, you're not really competing, but you really are within the same niche, right? Because if you are solely making videos on the fact that you would love to share that with others and people to watch that, then yeah, you are essentially competing with others within the niche per se. Now, um, if you are going to be doing a uh, you know YouTube um, channel uh, and you got some interesting projects coming up, let's say here's some ideas right for a, a new YouTube channel that you're thinking about. And I'm going to be talking about more homesteading, off grid stuff, um, you know, more of that kind of stuff. But let's say you're you're about to buy a piece of land and you're going to start that big adventure of um, building a off grid cabin, shack, whatever, or even a farm or a garden or whatever it is um you know you could i would suggest that you start documenting and start filming all of that you know beforehand you know beforehand before you already do it because once you do it what are you going to show people right it's hard to show someone once something is built 
you know. Now, the other thing is there's going to be different topics that are more popular than others. And I do notice that on my channel. I'll give you guys an example. I, I don't mind sharing my um, inside information here with you guys with my own channel. Yeah, I'll give you an example. So when when I put out content regarding like renewable energy stuff, you know, solar, anything to do with solar, anything to do with wind turbines, um, anything to do with, you know, renewable energy, <clears throat> um, it does it does fairly well. Right. Because people are actually just looking for that. They're looking for, you know, how to do this or how to do that. Or they're just looking for more information in general about these specific topics. But I'll give you an example. When I'm building my house, right, I can obviously tell a huge difference between the people that watch certain things. So I'll give an example. Like if I'm painting the inside of my walls in my off-grid home, um, not many people care. It's just a plain fact. Right. But if I'm installing a... Um, solar panel, I'll get way more, more um, interest into it, you know? So, you know, the, my, my thing is, that's why I don't document every single thing I do, because there's just really no sense, right? Because there's, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into, you know, every video that you make for YouTube. And the way I look at it is this, is that there's no sense of just documenting anything, because all that time and labor that goes into it, and the reward out of it, per se, for people to engage with that content is very low, you know? So I try to be a little bit more specific on the things that I'm covering nowadays, um, you know, bigger projects or uh, more interesting projects, obviously. I mean, if I'm putting, if I'm installing, I'll give an example. I still have to install a door, an interior door on my bathroom. Now, the people that follow my um, YouTube channel um, may be interested in that, but really, in the grand scheme of things, nobody wants to see me install a door, right? So there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that people don't realize. Like I'm going to go install the door, do all these things, um, and I'm not going to document that because there's just you know really no interest in that. Obviously, now, um, yeah, you guys got to be really um, you know a little picky on the content that you're going to put out. Now, obviously, the way you film things, and I'll be the first one to admit. Um, you know, I'm, I try not to make my videos as fancy as possible because it takes a lot of work, you know, a lot of work. And it's, it's it can be a daunting process. You know, I'll give you an example. A lot of times I'll shoot uh, a YouTube video and it'll literally be like three hours long. Like I'm taking little bits and pieces through the whole day. And that video will be sometimes three hours long. No one wants to watch a three hour long video, right? I mean, regular movies aren't even that long. And so, you know, there's so much content there. I have to sit down and I literally spend another, at least another hour or two, probably about an hour and a half, editing down all that content, right? So I'm taking a three-hour video and trying to edit, out, edit it all the way down to anywhere between, sometimes I'm forced to have like a 20 or 30-minute video, but that's not bad compared to out of all the three-hour content that I captured for everything, you know? And so there's a lot of content that is missed you know, because people, you know, their attention span is very short. And so there's a lot of work that happens that people just don't realize or see that's happening. You know, when they see the shortened version of everything, they see, oh, well, look, look how well it came together, you know. But there was a lot of, you know, things in between. Maybe you were screwing something in, you broke your drill bit, and then now you're looking for a drill bit. and Or you got to go to the store and buy this. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that people don't realize. So, um, yeah, sometimes I'll... I'll give you an example. I had a video a while back that I made and that thing was like, I think it was like four hours long. 
I ended up editing that down to like nine minutes. Can you imagine the amount of content that I had to cut out of that in order to create a shorter video so that way the people that are watching the video will be more entertained, but yet there's so much information they're missing, you know? So that's the thing. So yeah, you know, um, think about your projects, guys. Choose them kind of wisely. Just don't film anything. But if you are going to film anything just for your records, that's fine too. You can always, you know, save them on your hard drives or still upload them to YouTube, but just make them private just for a record for yourself in the future, right? But if you're actually trying to put the content out there for people to view and, and engage with, then you're going to have to be a little bit more uh, picky and do your due diligence on that. Because I can obviously look through my um, YouTube channel and see the metrics on which videos are doing better than others. And I'll give you some examples. I do have like a couple of videos that are only like three, I think 400 views, which is nothing really, right? And then I got videos that have over half a million, right? So uh, it, it it depends, right, on the topic. So that's why a lot of people, I'll give you an example. On my YouTube channel, for those of you that actually watch my YouTube channel and listen to the podcast, if, you, if you're subscribed to my YouTube channel, I can easily go into my analytics and I can tell how many people that are su subscribed to me actually watch my content. Now, this is going to be mind-blowing for a second, okay? So out of all the views that I get <clears throat> every, every month, only 1%, one, only 1% of the people that actually subscribe to me actually watch the videos, right? So that means 99% of the people that watch my videos are not even subscribed to me. <laughs> I, I thought that was funny one day when I seen that. I was like, you know what? Let's try to see, you know, what the what the differences are, you know, compared to, you know, my subscriber base, compared to just the average guy scanning across the videos. And I almost blew a top. I, I could not believe it that only 1% of the um, subscriber base actually watched the videos. Isn't that interesting though, right? So, you know, when you see people that have, I don't know how many I have right now. I think I have like um, 20,000 to over 200 or something, 20,200, maybe going on 20,300. And there's obviously people that have less and a lot of people have a lot more, right? 100,000 million and all that. <clears throat> so don't take the number that you see that people have, you know, as far as subscribers as a, a, um, a point that you have to cross in order to feel like you're successful because that's not the case, right? You could easily, here, here's another example. So I have another YouTube channel. Uh, I'm not going to mention it right now, but I do have another YouTube channel and it's only got, I think six videos on it, you know, about six videos. I have only on that channel alone. I've only got 300 subscribers. No, I think like 356 subscribers, but on each of those, almost every one of those videos, I have over a hundred thousand views. Isn't that crazy? Right? So there, there's obviously way more views than actual subscribers, you know? So when you start your YouTube channel, the first thing you're going to be, you know, hoping for is subscribers, subscribers, subscribers. And I get it. I do get it. Cause I was like that when I first started too. Um, but the only, the only things that you have to worry about is your content in the end, right? What you're going to be covering. And, you know, for me, I'll be driving down the road and I'll think about like some nice projects that I want to get into and I want to do. And then I'll write them down so that way I don't forget them. And then before you know it, I have like a nice little list of all these little projects that I want to do. 
And then as time goes on, I start making the videos and start doing the projects. But luckily for me, I have a lot of stuff going on. So it's pretty easy for me to kind of pick and choose projects. But like I said, going back a little bit earlier was obviously I'm not going to go documenting how to install a door, you know, so you got to pick and choose your um, battles, I guess. And then the other thing is, too, is that YouTube, you know, is getting a little bit harder to do to deal with. Right. Because they have so much things change like their um, user policy is changing all the time. So you got to be aware of that, too. Uh, the other thing is, too, if you're making kid content, you have to be uh, careful with that because they have a lot of stuff going on with that as well. Um, and I think there is some tr um, thresholds that you have to reach in order to be monetized. Now, I can't remember what they are. I think it's uh, you got to have at least 1000. Don't quote me. I think you have to have at least uh, 1000 subscribers and over 4000 minutes or 4000 hours of watch time in order to be qualified to monetize your channel, meaning turn on ads. So that way you can get some type of little bit of a revenue from all the content that you're putting out. Now, the con the the monetization of the YouTube channel for ads is really small. So that's another thing I should point out. And unless you're going to be really active and try to build a nice, good size audience base and content base with a lot of content as far as videos, um, it, it's going to be slow going for you. It absolutely is. It took a lot of work to make all these videos, right? It's no joke. But the amount of time and all that, if you think about the, how much you get paid for, say, the ad revenue compared to the time you put in it, you don't even make any money, right? But the the overall goal is as time goes on and you have a uh, library of videos and you start slowing down on your content or you just don't want to make content, your content is still out there making money for you, even though it's you know not a whole lot. It is something better than nothing. You know, so thinking about those things as well. So yeah, if you're gonna think about a um, YouTube channel in the year 2020 here, um, I highly um, say yes, go for it. Um, document whatever you got going on. You know, maybe you're a mechanic. Document. You know, maybe you can show some really good um, information on how to diagnose cars in an easy way. You know, uh, there's so there's so, so many topics that people can cover. That's the great thing about the YouTube thing. You know, you could go in there and basically search for anything. And, you know, you can come across information that may be good and may be bad, but at least there's information out there for you to look at. So anyway, guys, uh, I, I wish you guys luck if you guys are, uh, you know, going to dive into that endeavor. Um, like I said, it, it is um, it, you got to be patient. That is, that's like the key right there. You have to be patient. You know, trying to make one hit wonders and stuff is very hard. You know, it's a lot of time and research and it, it's very, very hard, you know. Uh, and then, you know, you got to keep in mind, depending on the niche you're in. Oh, that's another thing I want to point out. So depending on the niche that you're actually in will also determine what type of um, viewership, I guess you could say, or engagement you will get with your content. So if you're going to make like off-grid homestead videos like myself, um, that niche is actually very small. That, that, that niche is actually very small compared to other niches, right? So you have to think about that. If you start looking at, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to make a homestead video, um, YouTube channel, and then I start putting content. Well, I don't have that many people watching. But you got to realize to begin with, the niche is small, you know. And if you can realize that ahead of time, then you're going to be better off because at least your hopes are not high and you're just, you know, getting down about the situation because you're, you don't see any progression happening. But there is other categories out there that are niches that have a ton of um you know engagement and the niche is really big so you have to you know pick and choose your battles you know maybe if you're going into i don't know hairstyling or something 
that niche is way bigger than, you know, off grid stuff and homesteading. So, you know, pick and choose your battles for sure, guys. But I wish all of you the best of luck if you guys are going to dive into it. Um, I say go ahead, um, head first and, um, you know, try it out. The worst case scenario is if no one watches your stuff um, or it's not engaging enough, at least you have a documentation um, or record of your own stuff, right? For me, maybe if you have kids or you're planning on having kids or whatever it is, you can show them, hey, this is where it started and this is where it's at today. So that at least then they can appreciate, um, you know, what has gone into all that you've had to put into, you know, building your house or your homestead or whatever it may be. So that is the other upside about things. <clears throat> so anyway, guys, uh, wish you guys luck. And, um, you know, if you guys have a uh, new YouTube channel that you guys are going to start up, go to my um, my YouTube channel, Modern Off Grid DIY, and um, leave a comment in there and say, hey, I listened to your podcast and um, here's a link. Or yeah, a link to my channel, and I, I definitely don't mind taking a look at other people's channels for sure. You know that might help also get you guys a little bit more exposure as well. I mean, I'm not no big time YouTuber or anything, but you know, there's a lot of people that engage with my stuff, and so that could help you know everyone out in the end. So, anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you guys on the next one. And good luck.